ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Love your radio. Love your music. This is the best thing on your radio. My one and only. A happy Greek radio network. Vancouver. Hello. My name is Dora Papuzakis. Falto terma, falto terma, falto terma, saga pao escena, falto terma, yo esquima te exegna, viste seto, que dinamoseto, falto terma, saga pao escena. Welcome, everybody, to another week with the Dora Popetzaki Show here on Agapi Greek Radio, Greek AF Radio, and everywhere where podcasts can be listened to. Even Hello. Apple? Even Apple. Even Spotify? Even Spotify. How yes. about, what's it called, Napster? No. <laughs> now you're dating yourself. LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire, that was a good one. Yeah, LimeWire was good. How's everyone doing? Good, Dora. How are you? Great, thank you. Nico, you look fantastic as always. I gotta tell you, he said Kuklos. Thank you, Georgie. I am great as well. We have a great we didn't ask you. today. Yeah, but, George did actually. Oh, George did. Okay. Yes. Thanks for listening. Um, we have a great show today. We have the always polite Tom Panos on the show from uh, Omega Travel. Uh, he, we are talking travel today. Mm. We are talking. You know what's funny? Travel. Talking travel, right? Um, we're we're kind of let's say ninety percent not going to Greece this year, right? Um, so Dimitra took Nico to the Cretan dancing practice on Wednesday and found or Tuesday and found out there's a seed sale. Yeah. With who and why don't I know about this yet? Well, you you didn't go to the Cretan dance practice. I didn't, didn't go to dance practice. Yeah, it's like I think it's between thirteen and fifteen hundred bucks in Air Canada. Yes, it's going through Montreal or Toronto, but oh. yes, yes, yes. I I'm a very avid uh, Google Flights watcher. I did notice those um, a little bit, even some of them, even a little bit less, around twelve something, but. Um, you know, I had, you know, we had to wait for vacation to be approved and we had to make some, we're, we're making a few changes in how our travel is happening this year. As your kids get older, George, and you'll realize that in many years from now, a decade, you're not as restricted by, um, you know, summer holidays. So we're going a little bit later than we usually go this year. We're going in August. But, and Tom will, uh, I'll ask Tom about this, that seems to be running into issues with um, finances because August is high, definitely showing to be high season, uh, more expensive than if I left in the beginning of July. So yeah, we'll see what Tom has to say. 
You know what's crazy? We're actually looking at, sorry, Nico, we're actually looking for alternatives, right? Because we might be going to Montreal to see my mom. And we're like, hey, since we're there, why don't we just scoot over to Cuba for a week, right? Cuba for a week is is 3,000 bucks a person. Yes, sir. Funny that you say that. Last night we were with, um, we were at the Cretan. Everything seems to happen at Cretan events. We were at the Cretan board meeting. And one of the board members said that they had no intention of going to Greece this summer. And they were going to book some all-inclusives for four, right, with their kids. And they said that they found a British Airways flight to Greece for 1200 bucks, And they scrapped all their plans of going to the Caribbean because it was so astronomical, and they ended up, they're going to Greece. <laughs> and I was looking for prices from Montreal to the Caribbean, not from Vancouver. I appreciate there's an extra four to 500 bucks, let's right. say. The, but it was from Montreal to the Caribbean, and it was still ridiculous, or, yeah. or as they say, or as the young people are saying, redonkulous. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're definitely talking travel today. But one one uh, topic that I really wanted to touch on this week, if it's not outdated in your minds, is um, how did you guys enjoy my interview in with the Greek uh, media last week? I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I think we should dedicate a whole segment to it. <laughs> And especially to the response to your interview <laughs> and how there are certain knobs in this community who are clearly, um, I don't want to use the word jealous, but there's, why else would you actually go off on someone for reporting on Greek radio, on Greek TV, that it was shock eight. Shocking. Outside my house, it was minus 20. It was, George. Let's Thank give you. some context, I'm, Nico, to I, what I, we're talking about here. Yeah, and you'd say the context. But you know what, many George, people, I remember, don't live in BC that yeah, listens to us, etc. So, I George, I, I've, you've, been, you've lived in Montreal. I've gone to Calgary in minus 30. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can tell you that the air I felt that day on the, I can't remember, was it the 12th of January, a Friday walking for coffee? was It was unbearable. Yeah. Okay? I so. Agree. It was cold. Now, I don't know what the people's problems are. Uh, you call them knobs. You're being very nice. Um, <laughs> and, and you know what? Uh, who cares? At the end of the day, you know what? Let these old people. You know, unfortunately, we've given, we've not old people. Okay. Cause I'm involved. I'm in, we've given people like this mm-hmm. the instruments, which is called social media and a keyboard to say my like yes. Yeah, so just to give context for people who don't know what we're talking about, I had an interview really quickly with, it wasn't a news, it was a morning program, kind of like um, breakfast television. So they report on some news, but also lots of fluff pieces and stuff like that. So I was invited because they had realized that there was a cold front in Vancouver. But unfortunately, we were moving towards better weather at the time of the interview. But they wanted to talk about the fact that in Vancouver, it was minus 20 at some point in time. Anyways, I did the interview. I posted it. Lots of amazing feedback, lots of supportive uh, friends and family here in Vancouver and around the, the province uh, and from Greece. And and But there were people who were 
seriously offended that I would go on a news program and say that it was minus 20. I had people sending me screenshots of their, and even to this day, I swear to God, two days ago, there was somebody who said, right? So I have people sending me screenshots of it was never minus 20. Even the news said that it the, the coldest it got was minus 13. Yes, I would say to them, but with the wind chill, it got to minus 25. I know that the weather network said it was minus 13. But come on, guys. Like, are we for real? People got you know, so you know offended. What you should do? Next time, they actually, next time the media, because they contact me, they have my number. I'm You send me those names of those people so I can send them their <laughs> I had a troll from Prince George. I had this well, guy from Prince George. I actually ended up blocking him because I thought this person, there's something wrong here. Like just I mean, going on and on about me and in, the fact that I was. Trolls, there's trolls in Prince George. There was, um, what is you, the word that they, that he was using, Nico, that I I'm was surprised he came misrepresenting. Out of his yeah. Uh, that as a journalist, I was misrepresenting I, and giving false news. Like I thought, thought I was Donald Trump. Yes, George. <laughs> I'm surprised You're that Joel came out. He came out of the hole. You're a journalist. Well, I am actually a a Spudagmeni journalist. I have, I do have a degree in journalism, but I don't. I'm not a practicing journalist. No, I have a podcast on a Greek radio. I wouldn't call that journalism. (laughs) Off air, I'll tell you what I what. Um, (laughs) What's funny again is like you know similar similar context, right? People have too much time on their hands, and really. They're in Prince George. Doneki fight the right. <laughs> so, you know, then you have, uh, as you know, we started push. The, the, a phenomenal, talented individual created the poster for the poker tournament for a wow, That was amazing. I Let me tell you, yeah, she did a great job, and thank you, Dora, for it. <laughs> and we started posting on various sites, and one knobhead, uh, I think he was on uh, Greeks in Vancouver, <clears throat> replied, "Ahepa equals evil people." <laughs> I, know, I know and i respond did you see my response no i i wrote I responded I, to her and all i said was wts <laughs> i responded i try to have a civilized conversation with you but i'd probably be wasting my time but then when you look look on her profile it's it seems to be a fake profile right there's no friends there's no she might be, she might be a tr- like there's people that create fake profiles george and <laughs> their purpose is just to go and troll people and make negative comments without showing who exactly they are and for me that is the worst kind of people on social media exactly i mean if you if you're going to share an opinion have the photos to actually put your name to it exactly. if you're just going to throw in there que petas bombes que fevies he said, man, I think my in the world. Exactly. Shits. Just like us here. We show our faces when we talk shit. Exactly. And you everyone know? knows it. And everyone knows it. But anyways, I, I really wish, you know, I, I think sometimes that we're going getting to a place of where people are so supportive and just so proud of each other. And I do feel like it is more with the younger generations, but there is still, because I, I'm I'm not going to lie, and I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but the majority of negative comments on my uh, news reporting was from the older generation. And, and I just define older generation. What's the I would say it? retirement age, 65 plus. And, and Greek backgrounds? Of course, and Greek maybe backgrounds. You know what, maybe... <laughs> 
maybe, else is well maybe it. maybe you can chalk it off as because i've you know i've i'm on facebook and i've seen some of these not your comment i've seen other comments from older greek people and their english is impeccable the way they write <laughs> maybe these people maybe these people were actually not saying what you thought most, they were most saying most of it was in greek, greek honey so they, they oh. exactly what they were saying <laughs> okay well you know what i it, it almost goes back to the guy Putaneki fighting Malakia and Prince George has nothing yes. else to do. You know, these people might be 65 years old and up and retired. Yeah. And, you know, between going to Broadway and and the Tim Hortons there, let's say from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10, right? Then they have nothing to do the rest of the day. That's They're going to go to the old the, the senior center, play some cards, get into a fight there, and then say, Facebook and it's really and, refreshing. Sorry, Nico, go ahead. Oh, and hence, basically, I came up with a wicked, wicked, um, what's it called, uh, upcoming program that we are going to feature is showing examples how Greeks support each other. Yes. yes. But <laughs> you know what? Yeah. How and Greeks they, will support- be, they will all be invited to sh- present examples of how they do. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe after we, you know, after this show, you guys can show me where the hell Prince George is. We uh, both. Up. Well, I have no idea. Thing, uh, I was going to say was that my uh, daughter was very uh, offended and upset over this whole disaster. She was my camera person as well. God bless her. And uh, she was going to volunteer at a community event because, you know, Nico and I and you as well, George, uh, to have taught our children to give back to the community the same way that we do to this day. And she was helping as a volunteer at a luncheon. And and she said, if anybody says anything about you, Mama, I'm going to ask them when was the last time they stepped outside their retirement home. (laughs) No, they wouldn't say anything. They don't don't have Facebook. They don't say it to your face. Yeah, true. True that. But the minute you turn around. You are listening to. Extremely funny. Angelo Sarukas. Angelo Sarukas. Angelos Petros Sarukas. Mr. Angelo Sarukas. Welcome back to the Dora Babuzaki Show here on Agape Greek Radio with Ask Ange and Angelo Tsarukas. Kalos to Vageli. Hi, Dora. Titanis, Dora. Dora to Theo. Dora to Theo. Dora. Gift of God. That's right. It's it's appropriate. It's really funny. I just called you Vageli and it just triggered something in my memory. So a few weeks ago, we had a show where um, it was... Uh, the no- November the 8th, right? And we were talking and Nico went on a rant because he said that he had texted somebody um, happy name day and the person responded and said, really like bluntly, it's not my name day. And then he said, I also texted Ange and Ange responded, Nasakala, but now I'm questioning myself. It was his name day. I said, it was not his name day. His name day is yeah. March 25th. Evangelos. Oh my God. But he said, you know, what a difference between Angelo, who just accepted the wish, the if he, and he just said, Nasakala, and this moron who was like, it's not my name day. It's not my name day. No, because people, a lot of people call me Aguila because of Angelo, but it's Evangelo. Vageli is really, you're right. That's it. But when people give me wishes, I just accept them. Thank you. You know, it's, it's exactly. easier. It's so it's nice. easier than somebody. It's not my name day. I know. Like how rude. Okay. Whatever, right. dude, whatever. Um, okay. So this week we are, ha- we have a question, which is 
a little bit amusing, but I'm sure not amusing to her, but here we go. Okay. Uh, she says, and I'm struggling with something. Someone I'm I, at work is really into me and I really like him too. The only issue is that he's an inch shorter than me. I can't help it that it really bothers me and I'm not sure I'll be able to get over it. Am I just being superficial? <laughs> yes. Look, <laughs> listen, in bed, you're the same height. <laughs> right? And bed, you're the same height. So what, I mean, if you, if he's into you and you're into him, what, an inch? I know. Now, I mean, an inch is literally this much. That's all an inch is. Well, look, I can make a joke right now and I won't. <laughs> Does an inch make a difference? Depends. But the truth of the matter is, is that, look, I mean, it's, okay, maybe, you see, it's funny. People, she has a checklist. Yes. And this poor guy checks off everything in the list but the height. So you have to ask yourself, what hill do you want to die on? Exactly. Get over it. It's not it's not a big deal. I, I think if you're interested, he's into but you know I mean if that's a, in my opinion, if everything else is good and you're worried about an inch, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's on you, it's not on him. I agree. Did you imagine? You know, I'm envisioning. Now, does an inch make a difference? Does yeah. it make a difference? Well, I mean, the guys. That's a whole other conversation. But um, yeah, um, it is. But 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 true story. I mean, if you're into each other, what 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 you're going to meet people and say, "Oh, you're a nice couple, but he's a little shorter than you." So what? Who cares? And you know, all I can envision is this woman. The question. I'm like, I, okay, listen, my friend, do you want, I'm envisioning like 10 years from now, you're thinking back and you're thinking, what an idiot. I should have just gone out with this guy. Well, like, exactly. That's just a very good point. Just do it. Just do it. Just, just have do it, man. Up. If you're clicking, because now you're, now I think she's being superficial right there. Because, you know, it's like, well, you know, the, the difference is, like, I think people, are, are, I mean, you know, why, we had, remember we had the, question about of an older woman dates a younger guy yeah. uh, a couple episodes ago what's the difference if a woman's a bit taller than a man again does it matter it's it's a it's it's a it's a bi bi biometrics bi biology i don't know it's don't worry about it so so to answer your question am i just being superficial the answer is yes, yes. <laughs> we both we both agree don't <laughs> let like don't let an inch ruin something good <laughs> i feel like you can put this as part of your comedy show <laughs> it's actually funny it's funny and I think all our listeners know the jokes there We're, we don't have to say it. it's low-hanging fruit but the joke's there the joke's there but no, don't be superficial it's hard to find somebody you click with forget exactly. about the height go out with this person if you both click together again keep it together agreed agreed Thank you, Ange, for another great week. Thanks, Dora. Always good to talk to you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dora Babuzaki Show. We're here with our resident travel expert, Tom Panos from Omega Travel. Hi, Tom. Welcome. Hi. Happy it's, Friday. It's been a while, but we always have you on in January. And obviously, yes. there's a 
there's a reason for that. And it's because everybody is really down in the dumps and wondering when their next trip is going to be. That is true. Um, And it's also the time of the year that people start thinking about going back to Greece for the summer. Yeah. So um, it's an interesting period for us. There is, for example, out of Canada, there is a great seat sale going on until the 3rd of February, which is awesome. Um, And specifically for people who want to travel in the summer. We're running into the sort of Europe's going to have an issue this year for a couple of reasons. Number one is, is you've got Euro in Germany in June. And then you've got the Olympics in Paris in July and August. Mm -hmm. So that means that there's going to be, you know, that many more people traveling to Europe to do and see, to go and see these events, these sports events, which means there's going to be less availability at cheaper rates for the flights that we normally get. As you guys are all well aware, the uh, pricing for uh, flights to Europe in the past couple of years has not been sort of the historical average. It's been above that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're forecasting that's probably going to be the case again this year, simply because of the reduced lift due to airlines changing uh, planes and stuff. But on top of that, just more people traveling to Europe to go and see the Olympics and the Euro. So, so you think that Greece is still, though, a great destination it is. this year? It is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to be a great year this year for Greece, for sure. Um, and what we're actually noticing is, is that if you don't mind traveling in July or early August, flight, flights to Greece are pretty affordable. It's actually June and September where it's gotten more expensive because there are more people f- deciding to travel on either side of the summer months because of the Euro and the and the Olympic um, events. So that's good to hear because yeah. we are ready to book. I got my vacation approved. Yay. Ooh. So <laughs> it, I got five weeks off. I know not oh as much God. as I usually go Poor to girl. four. Sometimes I get six or seven, but this year we got five. It's all good. No complaints. And um, no problems. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might have to just go to one place this time. But, uh, but <laughs> my, uh, last year was incredible. I mean, we had just such an amazing Shh. summer visiting Milos and, and Mykonos and Creed, so, it was amazing but tom can i ask a question Dora? i know tom said there's a lot of seat sales which is great is the majority of them air canada within canada no, this year this year it's actually right now the seat sales with klm and air france oh um, so because, awesome because... paris and amsterdam now question for you tom because i look online all the time right and before i contact omega travel i want to kind of see what's out there and is it the right time to book? I've been looking online and I haven't seen this. So is do you guys at the airline at the travel agent get some sort of inside scoop as to some of the seat sales? Well, I mean, yes and no. It it just depends on who you are and your relationship with the airlines. Like the airline, I mean, KLM and Air France have announced it. This is a public announcement. Right. And they've put advertisements out um stating that you can travel to Paris for like $850 or whatever. Right. Yes, I did hear that and, on the radio. In all, in all of that. Um, we have had a really good business class and premium economy seat sale, which was business class to Europe, started at around $3,000 return in the summer, which is amazing. It's usually two usually eight, times that. Or exactly. Eight. Yeah. And so, wow. um, you know, a lot of our um, our clients and, and, and Vancouverites who do choose to travel to Europe are taking advantage of this because 
it's only a tiny bump up from premium economy from the normal pricing. So instead of just paying, you know, they'll pay like three or $400 extra in the travel business class instead. It's awesome. That's so amazing. that's still going on until the 3rd of February. We have no idea what's going to go on with Lufthansa and Air Canada. Everybody's, all those airlines are making, they've got their own um, uh, sort of algorithms and actuaries that are trying to figure out how they want to deal with the, the load factors on their planes. Um, Air France and KLM just came out right, right ahead and said, we're doing it now, then we're going to lock up the space afterwards, we'll charge more. So it's really good now. Right. Um, and we're still seeing availability for July and August, which is fantastic. Okay, so, that's great. And Greece is, Greece is looking really good for this year. I think it might be a little bit less crazy than, than it was last year. Pricing seems to also come down a little bit. I think they realized that they were overcharging. But on the flip side of that, what's really interesting is you're getting a lot more really nice hotels coming online on the islands and stuff. Like islands like, like Milo and Paro specifically, and even Naxo, are building nicer hotels than they ever had before. Right. Um, which is kind of fun for people who have money. Uh, but that also frees up some space for other hotels to, to to fill in the blanks instead of just everybody, you know, you need more inventory on the islands, that's for sure. Yeah. Especially those lovely ones that are becoming more and more popular. I know. Uh, and now with you, you're I'm assuming you're gonna go to Samo again this summer. Yes, yes. We'll be in Samos this summer for sure. Awesome. So I'm I'm interested to hear how. Samo looks when you're there. Yeah, I will definitely no? reach back to you and let you know for sure. See, Tom, yeah. I thought I thought with uh, a lot of costs going up, interest rates, not as much disposable income that travel would be on a, you know, that's the first thing that usually slows down. It know, is. We're usually like, canaries in the coal mine. Yes. Right now the canaries are not singing or dying in the coal mine. Like it's, it just seems like what's happening right now is, is people are still choosing to go. Mm -hmm. I think we'll get a better idea in the next sort of six to eight weeks as to what that's going to look like for the medium term for the but summer. I, but I also believe that the the um, mind people's mindset has changed a lot, especially since COVID. It is much more of a you only live once mentality. And some people do choose to cut elsewhere yes. um, rather than cut travel. Yeah, and what we're seeing also is there's a ton of studies that are going on within inside the travel industry, and there's and they're noticing that travelers are much more experiential based, so they want to do something really cool, and they're willing to spend the money. And what they what they're saying also is just what you said: they're willing to sacrifice other parts of their life to get that experience. That's so right. it's not, they don't they're not interested in the next iPhone or the next iWatch. They're much more interested in a really great, for example. Um, wine tour Santorini or a hiking tour, you know, in Madeira or something like that. Absolutely, so it's a really, yeah. it's a really interesting switch. And also the multi-generational holiday is still huge where you have your Yampapu taking their kids and their grandkids, renting a, you know, renting a nice place and spending a few weeks someplace in Europe. Yeah. One of the other things that's interesting is, is because you have the Olympics and then the Euro happening pretty close to each other a lot of people in the cities where those events are happening are renting their homes out and they're going on holiday yeah. and they're choosing to go in different areas and this is also the same thing for specific countries in europe just in general in the summer where they will rent their homes wherever they are and then make their way to greece because it is more affordable to do that they make money on one side and then they can spend it and still bank a bunch of money at the end of their trip um, and so Greece, you know, has been 
and it continues to be just a place for people. It's always on people's radars right now. Yeah. It, it's not one of those, oh, well, we're going to go to Granada and we're going to go once in our lives and we're done. You know, it's just way more about just people understanding that there's really great value to be had in Greece, especially if you do travel the country a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you see a little bit of a mix of, 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 of ideologies here because you see, you know, over the past couple of years, especially like Dora said, since COVID, the, the tourism has just blown up for Greece and the, the numbers going there on an annual basis, you know it is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, I've even seen this year how Turkey is over-advertising on, on CNN.com, uh, how, hey, come to, the, come to the Mediterranean or whatever it is, and they're, they're trying to draw some people away. Um, building on what you said just now, how Greece is always on people's minds. I read an article, I think it was maybe four, four or five months ago, how Greece is almost becoming like the Florida of Europe, where it's a place where you're going to go and just you know relax, and it's going to be... Great beaches, maybe even a more of a retirement th- thought process versus the the hustle and bustle, right? So, it's a very good point. I, I would I would also call it more California than Florida. Um, I'll take that. So the, the reason why is because I think that when you go to California, it's not of a um, for the most part an all inclusive mentality. You're going there to experience the state. Yeah, like you're going to do a bit more traveling around. You're going to use nicer hotels, be by the beach and all that stuff. And I find that Europeans, for the most part, do that when they go to Greece. Mm-hmm. There is like, for example, on the islands of Rhodes and Crete, um, mostly, and then a bit of Ko. There is an all-inclusive element to their tourism industry. And Zakintho, uh, that's a pretty big all-inclusive one, too, where those are where the Europeans decided they're going to go and plump themselves down for a week or two and not move. Mm-hmm. For the most part, Europeans, when they go to Greece, um, do end up going multiple times in their lives and seeing different parts of the country, which is really cool. Yeah, and some people in the same part of the country. There's a big <laughs> follow. There's a big fo- not just me, but there's a huge following in in Samos, where people just go from wherever they are, the Netherlands, Sweden, year after year. And I'm on these chat groups again on Facebook, and it's all in a foreign language. And when I do press uh, see translation they say this is my 28th time visiting yeah. Samos or whatever I'm like wow yeah. I, mean, I, might even, I might even sort of amend the, what I said about California it might be more Hawaii it might be mm, more Hawaii yes where and you fall funny. in love with the place for all the right reasons um, including the food and the people and you keep on wanting to go back it's yeah. funny you say that Dora because there's there's a in Naxos there's a, a beach called Mikri Vigla and every time we go there in August, we see the same family with their four kids, with the nanny who comes from Lake Como, Italy, every year. And they're there wow. for the month. And they just, you know, you see them every single year. It's, it's right. the funniest thing. Yeah. So yeah. let's take a quick break. I just need to uh, get some uh, other music and uh, commercials out there. and st- uh, Not commercials, but spots out there and because we are a com- commercial free show here tom and uh but before we go to break i have a question for you i just read an article the 10 best beaches in greece and i don't want any influence from the people on this show because some of them are very passionate about where they come from yeah, so if go. you were you've traveled all of greece if mm-hmm. you were going to choose a in your opinion, which is the best beach in all of Greece? Which one would you choose? Tom. Uh, <laughs> so in my, my, in, from my own personal experience here, there are a few beaches that have like knocked, knocked my socks off. 
And I'm going to choose one that most people are probably going to agree with me to a certain degree. And then I'll, then we can talk about other ones that, that maybe people don't know about. So my all-time favorite beach in Greece that I've personally been to is Myrto on Kefalonia. Yes. I've yet to find one that comes even close to what that one provides, especially if the sea isn't rough. Because it's got this clarity to the water. It's a very wide, long beach. It's, uh, it takes a while to get to also, which is kind of the fun part. And then it's got a wow factor rarely seen in Greece. You know, you've got Navajo also in, um, uh, in Zakintho, uh, which is pretty great too. Uh, but that one you have to actually take a boat to and they're pretty much closing it down now for, for the long term because of ecological issues. But my number right. one would be, my number one would be Mirto. So, so it is on the list, yes, of top 10 yeah. beaches according to this uh, yeah. article here um and then you've got and i'm great. sure that you know nico and you will probably throw in a couple of the beaches on the west part of crete that yes are two are on the list navajo just to let you know is also on the list there are two cretan beaches on the list which i'm sure <laughs> you know will be um i think we would have an easier discussion if we can select the shittiest beaches in greece <laughs> yeah. because right now a shorter very shorter discussion because i'm sorry every yeah. beach even in athens oh, yeah. i was sitting there and saying this is amazing I but know. there's like you know there are some beaches um like uh sort of western part of the mainland near sivota that are amazing near paraga those are amazing beaches Parga, yeah right you've so, got you've, you've also got like from georgia's neighborhood like naxos got amazing beaches like Laka beach and 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 all of the, the other ones that are all connected through through the the beachfront there are fantastic especially if you're if you have young families because the beaches are not potoma right you can go you can walk in very shallow far, yes and, and you don't have to worry about your kids being pulled in by by the uh, the revma that's uh, right so, that, There's know, also great beaches, beaches in Messinia, right? Yeah. And one and, of these. And we haven't even talked about the north yet. The north and Chalkidiki, of yeah. course. Like, Gathos. Many people will say are, have the best beaches or the best collection of beaches in all of Greece. And in my mom's neighborhood of Volo and Pilio and the beaches on the backside of Pilio are of unbelievable. Of course. Right? There's one called Potistica, which is one of my all-time favorite beaches in, in all of Greece, but not many people know about it. So I love that. Like sharing beaches, like sharing your favorite beaches with your friends is actually kind of a fun thing to do. Absolutely. So I, I'm, so when I talk to friends and stuff, it, it, it all depends who you're talking to, right? When mm. you're making your Greek recommendations, I had a friend reach out recently, a uh, couple, two young children under the age of 12, I would say. So, you know, it, you all, it, you cater to what you're recommending. I should be a travel agent, Tom. I, I, you <laughs> cater to, to what they're you're looking for. Only, Tom. But what I loved about our trip last year and when we visited Milos for the first time, and this is the number two beach on this list, uh, and what I would recommend to people who have older teenagers and or are adults is seeing an island or seeing a place by catamaran. It was yeah. the first time we did it. We went to Kleftiko Beach, which was, when I say stunning, right, Nico? Like... I don't think I will ever forget Kleftiko Beach and having the catamaran and getting on a smaller boat and going in and out of the caves. And 
it was, and the water was incredible. But even outside of Milos, I think if there's an opportunity to experience Greek, Greece by boat or by catamaran, it's just so incredible. Oh, and then, and then we we should also talk about Balos Beach. And you're that was number one. That right. was Balos. Number one. Balos. You get on the boat. Yeah, yeah. You get on the boat and you you go and spend the day up the waters up up at the top there. Yeah, incredible. Um, it's incredible. incredible. Like there are so many wonderful beaches, and you're right. Like Milo, I forgot I even mentioned Milo because I was there in 2019 with my family. We did the exact same thing you guys did, um, and the amount of amazing beaches that you can only access by boat. Is just it's shocking. Like just untouched and, and yeah. the water is just so unbelievable and clean and clear and different colors. It's just it's so lovely. We're so lucky. We are. Yeah, yeah. We are so lucky. Absolutely. Yeah. But lucky we can go back every year. Yes, absolutely. So okay, let's talk about those poor unfortunate souls that cannot go to Greece this year. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but you know, that's me. That would be me. Thank you. Sorry, George. <laughs> what else can we recommend this year? I know that all inclusives are very, very expensive is what my understanding is this year. Is that your... before, you, before you go, I, we did a search here. We're thinking about going to Montreal to see my, my mom. And we're thinking, hey, while we're there, let's spend an extra week, jump down to Cuba, right? And Cuba used to be from Montreal. It was the $800 trip, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at it now, and it's almost like $2,400 a person. I'm like, if I'm going to spend that money, I'll go to Greece. I don't have to. Does right. it make any sense? What also doesn't make any sense is I would recommend people just don't go to Cuba um, for all-inclusives. Um, no, agree. Yeah, it's it's, the it's basic. The hotels and the food is not great. You no, you go to Havana, spend it in one of those nice hotels there, see it yeah. for three or four days, and then come back. It's just it's not the same. Like we're kind of spoiled on the West Coast because you've got both California, West Coast of Mexico, and then Hawaii as our sort of um, go tos. On the East Coast, as you're well aware, there's the whole Caribbean that's at their beck and call, and so right. most Quebecers will choose the Dominican Republic or Cuba. And the reason why is because it's the most affordable. Um, I'm not a massive fan of either one of those destinations. I've, I've been to the Dominican. I got very sick there. Most people in the first times will end up getting sick at some destination. And that's just natural because our um, our stomachs aren't tuned into the, the different types of bacteria that are, that are present down there. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just a fact. It's, it's, I'm not blaming them. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, if you're going to Quebec, I would recommend just getting a car and then go and visit, like go and visit Quebec, get out to the city, go to the townships, go Hadley. to Gats Bay. Yeah. Um, you know, and then even head over to like, head over to Nova Scotia, go to Cape Breton. Um, yeah. And if you're really adventurous, go to the rock, go to Newfoundland. Yeah. Like there are so many amazing places in Canada you can visit that you just, that will knock your socks off. And we haven't even touched Vermont or New Hampshire or That's New York. That's Cape Cod. Yeah, for sure. Can, Massachusetts. Stuff, right? Dora and I are going to do that Canada trip as we get older when insurance gets too expensive <laughs> and we won't be able to travel. Speak for yourself, <laughs> Papu. Oh, yeah. I married a youngin. Okay. <laughs> um, like, I'm, I'm actually going, my holiday this year isn't going to be in Greece this summer. I'm going to be in Quebec uh, visiting my in-laws. And we're also going to do we're going to New York City um, and Quebec City and Ontario. Beautiful. Um, to have a great time. But like I love Canada in the summer. It's just so great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it is. It is. It, You're right. We took we took your recommendations a few years ago during COVID. Remember, Dora? We went to Hatley. Yeah. 
That was amazing. Oh, that was that house amazing. we stayed in. Where else did we go? We went to that, we went uh, to that cheese monastery. place that told us about and the monastery. Yeah. We did everything you yeah, told us to do, Tom. Yeah, that's <laughs> and then the lake the lake that we swam in near what was the start? It's with an M or W. Yeah, was it? yes, yes. Yeah, was it great. was great. It was great. No, you're absolutely right. Canada is an incredible place. Um it's also good value. The, like for first yeah. Colombians, if we can't make it to Europe, like I've always I've been a huge proponent of traveling inside British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the summertime because the weather just doesn't get better yeah like, mm-hmm. in many ways we have like the perfect the perfect summers out here it's never yeah. too, too hot um unless you're in the interior but that's to be expected and it's still nice and dry you've got the lakes there and um, and, and, and the tom, Islands. and tom i want to yeah. basically i want to you know say that tom has given recommendation to us has given recommendations to good friends of ours and all the recommendations were on on par, like we're top. So shout out to Omega, to Tom. So if you need to get a, a an experienced travel agent, you talk to Tom. You talk to you talk to his team because they can direct you to the right place that will suit your needs. So this was brought this was brought to you by. <laughs> no, it's absolutely. No, it's true. It's true. Like we're we're all like we're travel addicted. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm lucky that I'm able to feed my addiction through my job a little bit too. Right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Lucky guy for sure. And 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 just one thing: don't ask George where to go in Greece because all you're gonna do is go to Naxos. <laughs> well, listen, no, man, my, my wife dragged me. My wife dragged me to Koroni and Vasiliti last year. We, we were thinking the whole area in there. Went to Methoni. Went to uh, Kalamata. I mean, it hurt. It physically hurt me to be there, but it was still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they let you in. Did you just say you were going to be there, but it was yeah. Did you go to Mani? Did we go to Mani? No, we didn't go to Mani because we didn't bring our knives. We're all my kind of practice there. That's, that's the best. That's one of the best parts of Peloponnesus, so the the Mani Peninsula. It's amazing. Uh, one of my favorite things is hearing non-Greek people talk about Greece. So I I work with a gentleman who is an older Italian gentleman. He used to be stationed in Rome uh, as part of his job. And he said that he'd go every year. And he said to me the other day, um, have you ever been to Lutro? And I said, Lutro. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, in the southern side of Crete. I said, OMG, I cannot believe that this man has been to Lutro, one of the most incredible little corners of the island. Again, only accessible by boat. Um, and I just, and then he said, oh man, the Rocky there was great. <laughs> the Rocky. <laughs> the Rocky. You, you know, one of the things, one of the great things about what's going on with this resurgence in Greece, because like, we all know that, that, Greece is going through a really good growth period right now, um, financially, economically speaking, um, but also the growth and the quality of the food industry in Greece. Mm-hmm. And there is more and more emphasis being put on really good quality ingredients for everybody who wants to eat well in their lives. And more and more people are being tuned in to how good the Greek food is, naturally speaking, there. Yeah. That is, that is actually turning into a really big draw for tourism. Uh, more so than ever. And then there's been a big push with the Greek uh, wine industry also. Because mm-hmm. like, Greek whites are some of the finest whites you'll drink anywhere in the world. More so for me than the reds, but the reds are also wonderful. You know, and there's a, you know, there's a multi, multi-thousand year history of wine production in Greece also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
all of these things are sort of, there's a really nice sort of confluence of, of, of positivity with regards to Greece's in, in its entirety that's really pushing people to want to come and visit again and again and again. That's and right. we're really lucky that way. Yeah, and speaking of wines, sorry to cut you off though, but speaking of wines, is that every wine, every house wine you had at a restaurant, if you want to go, if you didn't want to go to Bottle last year, it was fantastic. I know. The house wine was better than some of the wines you get here. It was unbelievable. Yeah, my brother, my brother's a really big fan of the Himo, right? You just, yeah. you, just order, you order whatever the local house wine is and yeah. Nine times out of ten, that's more than sufficient for whatever you're going to need. Oh, Same. Yeah. I love, I love uh, just the house wine for sure. Yeah. But so um, all that that's that's really playing a really positive part in in, yeah. in in the tourism industry right now. So tell us, Tom, as we wrap up, give us a couple of tips for people who are traveling this year about 2024. Uh, make sure your passports are up to date. Number one. Make sure you book your seats well in advance. Number two, um, what else? Make sure was you book your hotels this year? in advance. Pardon me? Was there a visa requirement this year? Uh, they put that it in has been postponed. Okay. Ah, it's been visa postponed. requirement has been postponed. You just said something, sure. and I want to ask you about it. Sorry to interject. Um, with all the uh, staff shortages uh, in the country, in the in this field would you recommend a longer layover not a 45 no, minute layover in montreal let's say as some of those flights I, I don't recommend 45 minute layovers anywhere the only place i'd recommend a one hour layover would be in munich because there's pretty much a guarantee and it's super efficient we like to at least 90 minutes mm -hmm. is the minimum um also if you can another another recommendation for travelers is just to maybe get the the air tags yeah, that, that um, you can put in your suitcases to track them at all times. There just have been way too many anecdotes of people finding their own luggage. Yeah. Airports, yeah. Um, when the airline said they couldn't find them. Yes. So yes. You can do yes. you can do these little things that um, make your life a little bit easier. And also, if you're planning on going anywhere in Europe this summer, book now for your hotels because they will only get more expensive, mm -hmm. and you will have a a a a, a, a smaller pool of availability to choose from the longer you wait right um yeah. that's the main thing when it comes to traveling to Europe this summer makes up it looks, it looks good for the summer this year would you, would you also recommend if let's say i was leaving uh, vancouver on a thursday but my flight to greece on a friday it's almost like a 24-hour layover does the price significantly significantly increase when you do that because i mean you're no. just building in a buffer Here's the, here's the nice thing. If you stay in a layover less than 24 hours, like 23 hours and 52 minutes, yeah. price is the exact same. Okay. They consider they consider that a connection, not a layover. The and layover you have starts a day in that 24 city. hours. Mm -hmm. yeah, at 24 hours and one second. That's when the layover starts. And then some airlines do charge extra for that. Some airlines don't, though. It just depends. You can, you know, we can play with those uh those parameters pretty easily. Um, but there are lots of clients of ours. And I think, did you guys do this also? Like you do, you do like an 18 hour layover in Paris on the way out or on the way back. Yeah. We've done it um, in Zurich. Yeah. We've in Zurich, it, um... I, I've done I do that almost all the time on my way home. Whenever I'm in Europe is, is, is I'm I like, I'm absolutely in love with Paris. And so when, if I, even if I get like just one dinner in Paris on my way home, yes. that's what we do. and I did that in November when we went with my brother, we just, we arrived at the airport, got in a cab, 
went for dinner and then came back, and fell came asleep, back. got up at seven in the morning, went to the airport, went to the terminal. It was fantastic. Love it. Yes. Def- I would definitely recommend that as well. But Tom, thank you so much. We always learn so much when you're on our show. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, let's plug your website and your contact information for Omega Travel for our listeners. Uh, it's uh, www.omega-travel.com. And then our your address or just the phone number? The phone, phone number. 604-738-7161. Thanks again, Tom, for being on the show. Happy traveling, everybody. Thanks, everybody. It's really great seeing you all. That was a wonderful interview with Tom, wasn't it? It always is. And what's great about it is that we always learn something. I think people were nervous about the visa waiver program. And the fact that it was pushed back a year <clears throat> is phenomenal. Yeah. So that's all I always do. look learn so much from him, all these little tips and tricks and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm happy we had him on. I uh, closed the, the interview after we stopped recording by asking him to look into my flights. So I'm excited. Yes. Sorry, George. Yeah. You said it was a 90% chance you're not going. There's still 10%. Yeah. Now we're not going. Oh. the the, the 10% like three years ago when we went three years ago when we went my wife had a horrible week at work and she said F it we're going oh okay okay we're waiting for one of those then that's the 10% okay 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 it's true last year we weren't supposed to go but Mm -hmm. uh, my mother-in-law decided that she wanted to go so we all went nice Um, we were we, we probably wanted to go more this year than last year but that's okay. And I would have loved going this year considering the price points. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, it hurts. And also what's important is that this year's our 10-year wedding anniversary, which is also the 10-year honeymoon anniversary where we were having beers with you and Nico oh, on the beach. God, in Crete. There was multiple it reasons why we wanted to go this year, but we went last year. And, I know. Yeah. As much well, as it feels, I hope that your wedding anniversary can be spent somewhere very beautiful and exotic. Not that Montreal is not exotic, but you know, maybe St. Lucia or Jamaica or Miami. You're making me crazy with all these suggestions. <laughs> Do something like that. Yeah. In okay. the meantime, let's see what's happening in the community, gentlemen. It is today. Uh, we are airing on the 28th of January. And hey, I, yes. can I interrupt you? Yes. Before we start off with what's happening coming up with the community, can we yes. turn back and look back at the Surrey Philoptochos event, Women with a Mission from last Sunday, yes. where I think I saw your daughter had volunteered. She had. To, to be there to help serve the food. But a couple of things happened. First off, the Philoptochos from Surrey did a phenomenal job. Everything that I'm hearing about, even, even the, the Surrey men, I'm not going to mention them, who were in the kitchen. Actually, they did a good job too, but we're not going to talk about them. We're going to talk about how everybody else did a great job. Um, but also, they raised the money that they wanted to raise, but they also they had a, a generous gift and they got their, their mortgage paid off. That is such amazing news. I was so happy to see that online. Um, what what a wonderful, wonderful event to happen for. The only and thing is you got, you got to tell Alex Takumis to smile more during pictures. He looked like uh, he was annoyed that he was in that picture. <laughs> well, I know we're going we're gonna to have to ask him about that for sure. Um, now, 
what did I want to say? Oh, oh, I also saw yesterday and I can't find it. I, I really am sad because in our community news, the seniors dance is not included because there is nothing online for it. I saw a poster on um the door of the East Van community uh, celebra- saying that the seniors are having a dance. I know my Kubata is going and taking her parents, which is awesome. But I was so shocked. Nico and I were so shocked to see that ticket, including dinner, was $40 per person. And I thought to myself, that's incredible because that can only mean one thing. It means they have a hell of a lot of volunteers and they have a hell of a lot of things being donated. So um, that's amazing. And what a great price point. So if you happen to know or please share that information with us so we can get the word out there so the seniors can have a successful event. Cool. Um, Let's talk about uh, what's happening in the community. I will start with saying that Faros is having a really cool lecture on January 29th, Monday uh, at 7.30 p.m. And it is about the Oracle at Delphi. And that will be in the small hall of the Hellenic community of Vancouver. The Messinian Brotherhood and Sisterhood is having their annual dinner dance on February 10th, the Hellenic Community Center of Vancouver. It's at 6 p.m. Um, I believe, again, I haven't heard an update, but last time we we spoke last week, um, they only had less than 10 tables left. So that was going really well. Amazing. Uh, St. George Philoptochus Luncheon is happening on February 24th at 11.30 at the Hellenic Community Vancouver. Please support them in their annual membership luncheon. The use a membership appreciation dinner at the Greek community of Surrey and Fraser Valley happening on February 24th, also at 6 p.m. Uh, if you remember, they appreciate you. So go have some dinner. <laughs> Love that. Adipas is here live in concert on March the 1st. If you have been missing Greek live music, now's your chance. Uh, March 1st, 7 p.m. at the Hellenic Community of Vancouver. If you Google it online, I'm sure it'll tell you how to get tickets. And uh, I will continue by saying that the Surrey ladies are have the Philoptochos Surrey ladies are having their spring luncheon on March the 2nd at 12 p.m. at the Greek community of Surrey and the Fraser Valley. And of course, the event that you're all waiting for, the HEPA poker tournament, the charitable poker tournament is happening on April 5th. As we all know, the proceeds for this goes to our scholarship event. Uh, the scholarship program this year gave away twenty-two, almost twenty-one thousand, almost twenty-two thousand uh, dollars to Hellenic students. We want to give away fifty thousand a year. So come support this event. All the proceeds go to the scholarship, and we're looking forward to seeing you there. Contact me for details. Fantastic, Nico. So nice hearing your voice. Sorry. We are done for today. We didn't have a lot of content um, in terms of comedic relief this week, uh, other than Angelo Tsaruja. So the yes. first segment, we were angry, not angry, annoyed. Uh, second segment, Angelo provided some comedic relief. Then we had our lovely Tom on and now um, closing with community news. Uh, but that's okay. And of course, when you say we didn't have comedic relief, I take offense to that because Nico and I worked very hard to be funny on this show. And the fact that you didn't recognize our talent hurts immensely. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to take a whole week to talk about that and see how you can make 
corrective issues, corrective measures. Oh my goodness, so sensitive. Your, well, listen, I feel bad for oh, it's how many years is it now? Twenty five years that I've been married. Yes, twenty one this year. And how many years were you dating? Three. And I wasn't that far off. It's a twenty five. Twenty four. <laughs> Have a great time, everyone. I think.